Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. Welcome back to Podcasting Amplify. Today, I'm here with online business manager and systems expert, Sneha. She has over 13 years of experience and she's based in the UK. And alongside her small team of experts, she works with impact-driven business owners who want to build a sustainable and thriving business without having to sacrifice their sanity by providing a fresh perspective on how to do things. So she is the one who can handle all of your day-to-day operations, manage your team, set you up with systems to make your business run smoother, and she can also act as a strategic business partner. So she is very much a powerhouse, and I'm so excited to have you on the show, Sneha. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'd like to start with you telling us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Just a little bit of the journey. When I was growing up, my family are a family of accountants. Uh, so that's what I trained to do um, because I didn't know anything different. Um, and I spent, yeah, around 10 years or so in audit. Um, so that means that I went uh, into businesses and I worked for some of the most top businesses in the UK, a lot of top tech giants as well. And I would go in and basically audit them. I'd get access to all of the information. I'd see what's working, what's not, um, and also recommend uh, how they can streamline their processes, where the risks are, any leaky buckets, but on a bigger scale. The pandemic hit, and I thought that was a good time to maybe start my own business. Um, I was unfortunately made redundant from my job um, because I worked in the retail sector. And I started to, yeah, set up my own business and yeah, the rest is sort of history. Uh, So I never really decided to start out a business, um, but I just sort of fell into this path. Um, I think many entrepreneurs can relate to that. And it's just sort of evolved from there, really. Yeah, I think the pandemic pivot transition, starting your new business uh, is a common story, which I love because I feel like it's a lot of, especially women who had to leave the workforce are taking control of their futures and and how they make money and their schedules. So it sounds like the accounting experience, I can see how that would lend into being a business manager where you're just really able to look at things, details, how systems are working, like you said, what the leaky buckets are. Yeah, yeah. And just looking at the business from from a whole perspective, looking at all the different departments. So I've worked in external audit, which is looking at the numbers, and I've worked in internal audit, which is looking inside the business and seeing where there can be uh, areas where the the departments can be more efficient in their use of time, um, money, um, how they're spending their resources. Um, So all those areas. And I bring all of that experience because what works on a larger scale business those strategies 
can equally be implemented in a smaller business as well. They're not anything groundbreaking or anything new. Um, it's just sometimes the tech or systems or the service is a little bit different in a, in a smaller business. Um, but I bring all that experience to my clients um, from a sort of holistic overall perspective. So how does marketing speak to sales? Because uh, no matter what size you are, we all have those little departments, even if we're doing them all ourselves. So we want to make sure that's all running as well as it can be. So you kind of covered it a little bit, but I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about what's the difference between a virtual assistant and an OBM? Because I think people commonly get those two things confused. So if you can break down that for us, that'd be great. Yeah, I get asked this question a lot um, because OBM, that term online business manager, is still not commonly known to a lot of people. Um, but whenever I try to explain this, I try to, um, you know, uh, use this analogy of like a physical business, for example, a little coffee shop, because I love coffee. Um, so um, typically a coffee shop will have an owner. They're responsible for the goals, the vision, the mission. They concentrate on moving that business forward with new ideas, products, flavors. Then you've got the coffee shop manager and they run the day-to-day. -day. They manage the team. They ensure they've got everything that they need to serve their customers. They manage any customer complaints. They'll also assist maybe in marketing, sales, and other business developmental tasks. And then you've got the barista. So they make the coffees, they process payments, they keep the coffee shop clean, but they do very, very specific tasks, but they don't need to know what the vision of that coffee shop is, where the owner is going, what their plans are. And it's exactly the same in an online business. So in an online business, you'll have a CEO or a visionary, um, whatever you want to call it. They come up with the goals, so the strategies, the vision for the business, and they're always looking at that next step. How can they move that needle to grow their business? business um, and then you've got the OBM who are the uh, integrators so they break down that visionary that CEO's big dream and they devise an actionable plan so they develop ways to help the business operate more efficiently they find gaps in the business and they seek to fill them via systems and processes and then they'll also do things like they'll manage um, uh, clients they will manage um, employees if they're hiring contractors or virtual assistants will come on to that um, they'll help in the hiring and managing process and then you've got like a virtual assistant so they are very reactive and they are task driven. So they make stuff happen with the help of very detailed instructions and they don't need to know what is going on in the rest of the business. So um, maybe, for example, um, social media graphics is a big is a task that most businesses have. So an OBM, they would ensure that the graphics they're created to budget and they help the business owner to develop a good social media plan, which aligns with the overall goals. And then the virtual assistant will then go into Canva or whatever application and they will make social media graphics based on the requirements the OBM has given. So that's kind of like a overview of the differences between what an OBM does and what a virtual assistant does. That's a fantastic breakdown. I could totally envision what each role does and how they differ from each other. Kind of reminds me of OBM kind of reminds me of like a COO in a, in a yeah, business yeah, in, yeah, a, in a hierarchy. Yeah. 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 
someone yeah, who's absolutely. running the operations of the, the business. Okay, so we know what a virtual assistant is. <laughs> we know what a OBM is. How does a business business owner know when they're ready to hire the OBM? They probably will have hired a, a virtual assistant. So it seems like the natural next step would be to hire an OBM. But I'm curious if there are certain things that should be happening in their business where they know, okay, now it's time to hire someone like you to manage all of those things that you just mentioned. I understand that a lot of business owners, they will first get a virtual assistant in and that's fine. It's good to have a little team. So I'll come at this question from two angles. So you have the entrepreneurs, this is what I come across, you have the entrepreneurs who go through tons of virtual assistants um, and they feel like the virtual assistant should fix all of their problems <laughs> for them but often that doesn't happen so what tends to happen and what I see a lot is that entrepreneurs they start growing they start making consistent you know income months hitting goals and they find themselves you know serving their clients running the day-to-day -day and like doing the marketing basically wearing all the hats and they are losing their mind doing all of those things. And what they do is they'll go onto Facebook and they will jump in the nearest entrepreneurial group and they will say, I'm looking for a VA. Now that's really good. And they will probably get tons and tons of comments and lots of people DMing them, PMing them, uh, I'm a virtual assistant. And because they're so overwhelmed and they don't really know what they're looking for, they will just pick one that seems to have a nice website or a nice Instagram feed and go with that. But really, what they don't have is they don't have any processes written down. They don't really know what this virtual assistant should be doing in their business. Um, and that's why it's important before you hire assistants or start growing your team is to have an OBM who can come in and basically do what I do is I do a business audit in the first sort of month. Is I look at how the business is operating, what can we automate, what Oh, you're spending too much time on and um, how can we streamline a lot of things and then based on a lot of manual repetitive tasks that can't be automated or that need that human touch we can then look for a virtual assistant or a team member to come in and do those tasks for them very specific tasks and they already know um what the you know what that team member is supposed to be doing um but typically when someone is ready for an OBM, when they are reaching sort of the eight to 10K mark consistently within their business, um, obviously OBMs don't come cheap and we tend to work with a very, very limited amount of people per month. So um, it's important that they can afford to have someone on a long-term basis um, because that OBM is gonna be getting to know their business really, really well on a deeper level and basically be like the right-hand lady to that entrepreneur. So um, OBMs tend to have a very long lasting relationship with their clients because they evolve with them, they help them grow um, and they do, they manage a lot. Um, and virtual assistants tend to come and go depending on their skill set. So that's what I would say. Um, when someone is ready to hire for an OBM is when they're growing and they are just doing too much and they can't propel their business forward without support of someone who can manage everything for them. Got it. And so when they are making that, what did you say, 10 to 18K a month? Yeah, 8 to 10K 
per month, sorry, eight to 10 K a month. Um, what should they look for? Like what types of questions should they ask? Are there certain qualifications or maybe working in a similar niche? Like what, what are those things that you should look for? And maybe what are a few red flags? Yeah. So, um, that's a really, really good question. Um, a lot of OBMs have, um, different slants to them um it just depends on how much experience that obm has so um one of the best questions to ask on a discovery call i would say is how did you become an obm so what experience do they have when they were in corporate um what types of clients have they worked with right now um, in their business how long have they been in their business for do they have any social proof um, can you go and chat to past clients or current clients as well about how they're doing um, and then just asking them what type of work are they really good at what lights them up so some OBMs have a really big tech focus so that's my focus I love systems I love tech and um, implementing tech and yeah making everything automated that's one of my passions um so but some other uh obms will have different skill sets maybe they are really really good at marketing um so they'll have a different slant to them and then talking about what tools and systems are they really um you know they frequently use or they're very very well versed in so there's no point in um you hiring someone who is a for example a clickup expert but hasn't used asana and you want to use asana as a pm tool um so you want to make sure that they know at least not all of the systems because systems can be learned and if they're open to learning that can be learned but they know at least a couple of platforms or they know their way around it that's really important as well um and then the other sort of question would be um how quickly do they respond to emails or how much are they on their phone now if someone comes and tells you that uh, i respond straight away that's immediate red flag to me anyway because if someone's got multiple clients i don't want them sitting in the inbox responding to me on in my inbox or on Slack, because then they're not actually working as such um, and doing that deep work that they need to do. So, um, you know, having good boundaries around response time and having good boundaries themselves is an example that they're really well thought out um, and they will help you set boundaries as well. Um, and also how they handle difference of opinion. So an OBM is supposed to sit alongside you. You're supposed, you can bounce ideas off them. They will help you strategize. And oftentimes, uh, part of my role as an OBM is to say no. And it's sometimes to be the parent and say, no, don't invest into this or don't, let's not run with this idea at this point. Um, so how do they handle you know, difference of opinion um, and does that feel well with you? And also just the main thing is, do you like them? When you get on that call, can you see yourself working closely with them? Can you see yourself trusting them with your business? Because that's effectively what you're doing. So there needs to have that really good synergy between both of you because it is a really deep relationship. Yeah, that's great. And I, I love how you talked about if they're emailing you right away, that's not a great sign because you're right. I mean, if you're not kind of practicing what you preach and like putting in the boundaries and having the systems to run your own business, then does that look great yeah. you know, to be able to run someone else's? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. The OEMs want to practice what they preach almost. So right, yeah. Right. 
That's yeah. a great, that's a great tip and something to look for. Hey friends, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to a free workshop that I created. It's called Launch a Binge-Worthy Podcast, and it's all about helping you to create a heartfelt podcast that reaches your soul listeners and grows your business. If you want access, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. Okay, friend, back to the show. So what are some ways that entrepreneurs can create efficiencies in their business now that kind of sets them up for hiring support? Like where should they put their focus if they're kind of wanting to get themselves headed in that trajectory of, okay, I know I want to hire an OBM one day. Um, Are there things that they can do now that will make that transition easier? Yeah, absolutely. So I think no matter what stage of business you're in, even if you're just starting out, it's so important to document processes, especially around um, client onboarding, offboarding, uh, finances, how you uh, do your marketing, for example. It doesn't have to be, you know, a massive two-page essay, but the best thing, uh, and also many people would have seen on Instagram, you know, um, SOPs or standard operating procedures. This is basically what I'm referring to. Having standard operating procedures for all the different departments within your business. Um, so when you are onboarding someone, what are the steps that you go through? And you can record it via Loom. Loom is great, um, but also documenting it as well. And that will enable an entrepreneur to see, um, actually, when I write all of this down, I'm spending far too long. And some of these steps I don't need to do, or I can create a template for that, or I can automate something. When you see things written down, it's actually quite shocking sometimes how long we spend on some tasks. And that will give a really clear idea as well. So. Um, yeah, documenting things and also just doing a time audit of your time. So um, OBMs and virtual assistants who track their time um, use a time tracking uh, tool like Toggle or Harvest. But I encourage actually all of my new clients to spend one week or two weeks literally tracking what they are doing every single day in their business. Um, And that will help them see where they are actually spending the bulk of their time and where areas they can tighten up and make more efficient. That's great advice because we don't always know how long things take us, especially if it's something that we are used to doing. Like for us, it seems like, oh yeah, that'll that'll be a quick thing. But I know that a lot of the time, if we were actually to time it, we always underestimate as well we always think yes exactly and then actually it's 45 minutes so yeah yeah I love that so then you have a realistic idea of how much time things are taking you and that can help you really evaluate how much time can I get back like is it is it worth hiring someone and then you'll really know like yes this is this is worth it yeah and if you have those standard operating procedures for example creating that social media graphic or creating that blog post, all the steps that you take, you can basically hand that over to a virtual assistant and they can follow that. And you don't need to spend so much time onboarding them or spending so much time teaching them how to do things the way that you want them to be done. Um, So having lots of um, documents and videos showing what you do within your business is really, really good for Looking at first how you can make things more efficient, helping you hire and onboard, 
but also just from a risk perspective, um, a lot of us work single-handedly within our businesses. We don't have a massive team or a massive office. A lot of the information is stored in our brains, but God forbid, you know, especially in this pandemic, if we were to catch COVID, we were to get ill, can our partner or someone in our family go in and do some of the most basic tasks in our business just to keep that business ticking over? Or is it completely reliant on us? So, um, yeah, looking at yourself from a business sort of what level and uh, mitigating any kind of risk is really, really important as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, I didn't think about that aspect of it as being sort of like insurance for your that your business can still run without you if something happens. We never know, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the last couple yeah. of years have shown us that. Yeah, yeah, they can just happen like a hot drop of the hat. So, yeah. Well, um, Sneha, this has been a really informative conversation. I know I've learned a few things and I would love if you could share where people can find out more about you. Yeah, so my inbox and my DMs are always open uh, for any questions that anyone might have. Um, um, I also have a really a really good free guide on my website as well about um, how to audit your own business yourself. So my business handle on Instagram is at the growth chain. And my website is um, thegrowthchain.co.uk. So that has all my contact details. Um, so yeah, feel free to DM, email me. And my yeah, as I said, my inbox is always open. Awesome. Well, we'll link to all of those places in the show notes. And thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you love today's episode, please subscribe so you don't miss a show. And rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help support us. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.